0: what we some kind of suicide squad i am iron man you are a toy i live my life a
1: quarter
2: mile at a time
0: server anakin i have the high ground
2: i'm gonna steal the declaration of independence i'm simply saying that life uh finds a way welcome back to the big movie boys podcast the only podcast you need to listen to at least eight times before it starts to make sense I'm your host, Jeremy Bauman, and with me as always is Bob, coming to Theaters Liebel.
0: How's everybody doing today?
2: And Ben subscribes to CBS All Access Stitch. How's it going out there? We've got a lot to talk about this week, including big entertainers switching exclusively to different platforms, the new Tenet trailer, and we will be reviewing the original Nolan Mindfuck, Inception. But first, a little bit of housekeeping.
0: Yes, the Big Movie Boys podcast is now officially available on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you don't follow us on social media, be sure to follow the Big Movie Boys on Twitter and Instagram. There's a few uh, little bits of bonus content coming out starting this week. Also, there may or may not be a bonus YouTube video posted to our YouTube channel, so be sure to follow that as well so you don't miss out on any of the awesome action.
1: Also, yeah, if you're enjoying the, the podcast, it really helps if you rate, review, subscribe, whatever you can do on the platform you listen on. Uh, Another big help would be to recommend it to someone you think would like it as well. Remember, you can find all of our links at BigMovieBoys.com, boys
2: with an I, of course, or in the description of the episode wherever you're listening to it. So with all that being said, let's get into our first news topic. It's actually two different stories that kind of fall into the same category. We'll start first with Joe Rogan moving his show exclusively to Spotify. If you don't think it's a big deal... It is, if you listen to podcasts, since it's estimated that Joe Rogan gets 190 million monthly downloads on his show, and it's reported that this deal is worth $100 million. So some of the actual details, the show will start to appear on Spotify in September before exclusively moving there at the beginning of 2021. That includes video podcasts as well, so he'll no longer have his YouTube channel. I don't know if you guys listen to his podcast very much, but this is pretty big. The, the
0: YouTube channel—that's where I listen to it because I don't know—it's not on Spotify. I strictly use Spotify, so not, not I would I would watch like clips of it on YouTube, and I love that. And now that it's going to be on Spotify, I'm sure I'll be listening to it a lot more. But I'm a little bummed the YouTube clips are going to be gone because that so was one of the I best just, parts about just, it.
2: I should clarify the clips channel will still be there. His oh, okay. main podcast channel with the full length video podcast will not be there anymore. I wonder okay. if he'll still do that though, like will spotify have like did they they do videos i so that was something i was going to look into and didn't i'm not aware of them currently doing videos and i'm wondering if that's something that they're working on and why it won't be feel a feel thing like until september or the end of the year they're going to
0: launch it with joe rogan that would make sense that'd be the perfect thing to launch because he's the
2: i feel
1: like most people wa- like to watch it at least right i How watch the not- clips
0: like all the time like i'll watch just like it'll be a three or four minute clip, and I'll watch like five or six of them, and I basically watch the entire interview or whoever he has on.
2: Yeah, I'm like fifty fifty lately. Since we've all been home, I've been watching a lot more of the full videos. But if I'm at work listening to him, then I just listen on Apple Podcasts or whatever. And if it's a guest that I don't want to listen to the whole thing, then like Bob, I'll watch, watch a lot the of books. the clips. Do you yeah.
0: find it weird how many people listen to him? Like I think about <laughs> like what it is like. What is his like niche? Like what his is base. who yeah. is yeah who is his target audience? Everybody like Apparently. everybody listens to him. It's so strange. I
1: is mean, the hundred million dollars like so? Will he not be getting paid per episode, or is that just to move it over and then
2: he's getting paid per episode? So my understanding is that this is a hundred million dollar deal that's going to be paid over several years to move his show exclusively to Spotify. It's just the exclusive distribution rights. He still produces it the same way he does. It's independently owned. He owns it. Is still in his basement? In his studio, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's a pretty nice studio. I don't know whether you'd call it a basement, but I think he's still running his own ads and everything. Like, everything is still running as normal, but instead of him now being able to distribute it wherever he wants, which traditionally has been Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and I don't know if it's anywhere else, it hasn't been Spotify in the past. Now it's exclusively on Spotify, minus the clips. So this, this is something that's been happening a lot with... Uh, live stream gaming like I don't know if you guys watch Twitch at all but the biggest Twitch streamer Ninja I'm sure you've at least heard of him yeah he signed a deal maybe a year ago to move to Mixer a competing live streaming platform I remember that even though I don't like do Twitch at all but I I remember that being big news because it was like millions of dollars right yeah he he, he was rolling in it after that but then that spawned Every Twitch itself, Mixer signing more people exclusively, Twitch signing people exclusively, YouTube Gaming signing people exclusively. So basically, they all run their operation the same. It's just they no longer That's have the choice of is, yeah. where it's being distributed. They've signed a deal to exclusively stream on whatever platform. Very similar thing happening here. Interesting. So similarly to that, we've got another show being moved to a different platform. This one, I think, is a little bit different, though. This is John Krasinski's Some Good News, which was a YouTube channel he started at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's now moving exclusively to CBS All Access. There's a lot of other details in there, but first, I'll just ask you guys, have you been watching his show, or are you at least familiar with it? I
1: see the clips of it, like the viral ones. I think he did like prom for the class of 2020, but... And I'm... Jeremy, you and me are huge office fans, but like, I'm not gonna watch this. And especially if it's going to CBS All Access and we don't even know if he's the host. Like, what? What is going on with this show? I don't understand it. Who's gonna pay $5 to like. Because I guess they want people to then sign up for CBS All Access. They're hoping like a new wave of people, but who's gonna be like, I love this show so much, I'll pay the $5 a month for it.
0: I've never heard of it. Um, CBS All Access sounds like fake to me. Every time I hear about it, I'm like, what's really even on CBS All Access? Apparently the show is now. Um, No, I I don't think this is going to be a thing that's going to bring me over to the CBS All Access. Yeah, no way. It does, from what I've seen about it, though, and what you guys have talked about, it does sound like an interesting show. I just wish that it would... uh,
1: it is neat that he does it. Like it's a cool idea. Yeah. But I think it's geared more towards like I don't know, a younger base or just a happier
2: audience. People who are already happy.
0: Yeah. it's not, very... it's not us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so a few of the details. So some good news. John Krasinski starts it as a news show to highlight good stuff that's happening. Started obviously at the beginning of the pandemic when everything was just bad news over and over again. Admirable idea. I think there's something to be said about someone as big as John Krasinski just being bored and then deciding to make a YouTube channel and then two months later it's got two and a half million subscribers and seventy million views and it's So maybe like, people will move over to CBS all yeah, access. We could be wrong. How much
0: is he getting paid for this? Do they have like the similar thing Joe you are gonna pay him a hundred million dollars for the yeah, is, so, <laughs> yeah. but
2: Again the details are a little bit different and I didn't find too many numbers. Um, so as Ben kinda mentioned, John Krasinski is no longer hosting it. So he's moving to an executive producer <laughs> role, which I Im- imagine means he's just going to cash the checks that they sent. him. Which sounds amazing. So, like, shout
1: so, out to him.
0: So he is what got them, like, CBS All Access interested. They're like, wow, Johnny he has this really good YouTube It's a, show. It's a one-man show, one-man let's band. Let's bring him over and get the exclusive rights. Oh, but he's not coming. That like, would be what's... like the
1: Joe Rogan podcast going to Spotify, and then he's no longer the host. Yeah, it makes no sense. the shop
0: host every
1: episode. Say, Maybe is going to be like a different host each episode, and they're trying to do that. Why but... would you
0: switch that if that's the thing that got? But you like that's because if
1: you're watching the show, you probably started it because you like John Krasinski,
0: right? Yeah, you're not just a fan of like the structure of the show. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. This is really <laughs> riveting stuff here.
2: I think John Krasinski is ninety nine percent of the value of this show. That's yeah. why people watched it. That's why he was able to pull up... I mean, he got the original 100%. cast of Hamilton. He did an office reunion. That's just John Krasinski making phone calls, asking for favors with his friends. When it turns into a network-produced thing, it's, it's one that's not no longer well, hosted by John Krasinski. They are
0: looking for hosts, I actually know. <laughs> Three guys that might do a pretty good job, CBS All Access.
2: Some more info on CBS All Access, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, it's like one of those online things where I just, like, log in with my cable provider. Uh, You'd be incredibly wrong there. It's actually $5.99 a month, and you get ads, or you can pay $10 a month for the ad-free. That's bullshit. I
0: need to know the numbers. How many people are paying $10 a month for CBS All Access ad-free? I would love to see that. I hate that
1: so much because you already have CBS. It's just such a pain in the ass, and then... So they had their shows for CBS and then they had their shows for CBS All Access. Like that does, doesn't, doesn't make, make any, any sense. sense to me. No.
2: Compare that to the 2 billion monthly users on YouTube. Yeah.
1: I get like John Krasinski doing it cuz then you you got the money coming in where I'm assuming he'll make more money doing this, but In right. would like you think like once things start clearing up he won't necessarily have the time to do this, so maybe that's why he's an executive producer. This show just seems like it's going to fall by the wayside as soon as like things come back it's, up.
0: They're gonna, it's going to maybe have like a season, and then they're just, just going to cancel Yeah.
2: It. One quote from this article by The Verge. The actor was hesitant to take a deal with any of the companies because he intended the show to remain free and accessible to as many people as possible. <laughs> YouTube. He started the series to bring a little good news to people. A welcome distraction from what was happening in the world. And then he's quoted as saying, "Could not be more excited and proud to be partnering with CBS Viacom to be able to bring some good news to so many more people."
1: That's not true. But they
0: waved their their check, that check, but they waved at it was probably. That's what change yeah. mind. I'm assuming it's a good amount of money. If, if it started out with him saying that he wanted to give it to people for free and give a little good news, and then he decides
1: even more
2: people, even more people
0: can now pay five ninety nine a month to hear my good news. Like no, that's that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm a John Krasinski fan. He seems like a good dude, but I can't look at this and not think that it's just a pure cash grab yeah do you blame
1: them though I would do it. no i would do I, it too. i don't i'm just saying really it kind of sucks that it started off as some good news and then it's like
2: here's some bad news and yeah. that we're gonna coat in good news when he's on record as saying he wanted it to be free and he just wanted to brighten people's day in an uncertain time and then two months later he's like but then i got paid when is it got to
0: ruin people's day by making them download cbs all access so when does it so move it.
2: there uh i don't actually know the date i think he was done, like the show was technically done after oh, okay. his most recent episode, he was only going to do eight or whatever, um, but then this came out so I don't know when they plan on kind of restarting it, but I also probably won't hear about it and I definitely won't watch it when it happens. I'm glad so. we brought it up. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. Um, something we will watch, and we talked about it last week, but under the lens of uh, a potential theatrical release for Tenet and you know what would happen if it did or didn't release. Today we're going to talk just kind of about the movie itself, since there was a new trailer. Did you guys know it premiered in Fortnite? Yeah, I saw that. I saw
0: on Twitter, uh, everyone was talking about that.
2: Very weird. I didn't think that the Chris Nolan and Fortnite audiences intersected that well, but, I mean, whatever. Uh, But yeah, a new trailer just came out on Thursday, is that correct? Yeah, it was Thursday. And, I mean, I already know that I'm going to need to watch this movie six or seven times. No,
1: yeah, I watched the trailer just twice, and I think I was more confused after I watched it the second time. This feels like a movie... I think I'll hopefully understand it by the sixth or seventh time, and then I'll watch it probably, like, ten more times after, assuming it's awesome. Like
0: It's going to be awesome. There's no way it's not going to be good. When has this guy ever made a bad movie in the past ten years? We're going to get to it later with our review. Obviously, we're doing Inception today. But after watching Inception and then watching this trailer... It seems like it's Inception with time travel, which might be the greatest combination I've ever heard. I'm
1: ready life. to risk it all and go to a movie theater and watch this movie. I, I
0: might be, too. Like, I, I am so excited for this movie. Like I said, after watching Inception, it got me more amped. And then re the trailer, it's, I don't know. It, look, it looks awesome. And, and it's going to, like you said, I'm not going to understand anything that's happening. I'm going to have to watch it six times.
1: And I, I also don't know where I didn't, like, I didn't know this, that Robert Pattinson was in the movie. I just knew John David Washington was in the movie. He hadn't been in any of
0: the trailers or anything that they had shown He was in the yet. first trailer. He was was? It? Yeah. Okay, maybe I missed that, but, like, I feel like every time they list, like, who's in the movie... I just see John like, David too, Washington. He's <laughs> too low on, like, the thing or something. Maybe I just, like, gloss over his name, but yeah, I saw a lot of Robert Pattinson in this trailer and I was pretty amped about that.
2: British Robert Pattinson, too. Oh, yeah. the, the true Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Real
0: form Robert Pattinson.
2: So Bobby mentioned it's it appears to be Inception mixed with time travel. I will say that in the description of the trailer on YouTube, there is a two sentences, four words total, not time travel inversion.
0: So time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what inversion means at all. Do you know what Inception means? Now I do. But like it's just a made up word. It's a Chris Nolan made up yeah, word. Yeah,
1: and I hope it becomes a, a part of my vocabulary as I grow as, older. As you but... start to travel through time. <laughs> yeah. This is wild. It's, it just looks so weird. Like, when they're shooting the gun in the trailer
2: and it's actually... He's catching the bullet. I, I can't copy it. It's gonna take me years oh, yeah, before I understand, understand this they movie. They walk into a room and they see bullet holes everywhere and Robert Pattinson's like, what happened here? And John David Washington's like, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and then it shows, like, a fight scene where, it's like, the bullets are coming back into the gun. I mean, obviously I don't really understand the premise. I probably won't until seeing this movie several times. But I can just imagine... How painful it was. The pre-production, <laughs> the actual, like, on set, like, Chris Nolan's mind must work. In- They're probably like, wait,
1: what? Wait, what come up with this
0: shit? Like, seriously, every movie <laughs> that he comes up with is so crazy. They're like- probably
1: like, wait, what? what? Explain this to me again. And he's like, just shut the fuck like, up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, guys,
0: it's inversion. just inversion. I imagine he's
2: on set. Everyone else compared to him is an absolute idiot, and he, he's holding the camera, he's holding the microphone, he has to do everyone's job for them, because he can't even, in words, explain to the people what their jobs need to be on this shoot, is my thought. I wonder I if the this. actors even, they
1: probably still don't understand what the movie is. Can you imagine filming it,
0: especially like, if they film things like out of order, like they do in most yeah. like, they have no fucking clue what's going on, like, I don't even know what we're doing today, right? <laughs> yeah. Did did you could probably did you interview
2: Robert Pattinson. He's like, "I couldn't even begin to tell you what this movie's about." I can't wait to watch his interviews about this movie. <laughs>
0: you know what I like the most though is like it's too like like John David Washington's like a newer movie star, I guess, and Robert Pattinson is like finally becoming like his own man. You this know, what I mean the, I think he's shedding the yeah, like, like stigma about him. And I love... Like, I love the casting. I really do. I'm pretty excited for that. Two, yep. like, new faces in a big movie blockbuster will be pretty Yeah,
1: instead of just cool. recycling, like, old characters... Even though it, Michael Caine... Is I was gonna movie,
0: say... Michael course, in every Chris Nolan he has movie. has to be. You've
2: got the warm hug of Michael Caine being in a Chris Nolan movie just to... Is that, tie like, his father down. or something? <laughs> Why is he in every
0: single movie? He's at
2: a concert where every movie Chris Nolan does, he has to be in it. <laughs> so I think we can all easily say that we're excited for this movie. I know we talked... Last week about the potential for it coming to theaters. This trailer ends with a very aggressive statement. It says coming to theaters. The trailer does not list a date. However, in the description of the video on YouTube, it does still say coming out July seventeenth, twenty twenty.
0: That's too close. I don't know. Wherever it is,
1: we we talked about it last week, obviously. But I I don't know. It's just going to be weird. I hope it does really well and. Worst case scenario, I think I will see this at the drive-in if it does come out. Like, I probably won't go to the movie theater and watch it, but I think I would spend the money and go see it at the drive-in.
0: I'll risk it all. I want to see this.
2: (laughs) I don't care. So with that, a movie that we're definitely going to see, let's move on into a movie that we can barely comprehend after several viewings. Of course, I'm talking about Inception. Inception. Inception was released on July 16th, 2010. We are fast approaching the 10-year mark, and if Tenet does come out on July 16th, it'll basically be the 10-year anniversary. Written and directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ellen Page, Tom Hardy, Ken Watanabe, Cillian Murphy, all star cast. It made $830 million on a $160 million budget just to give you an idea of the potential numbers we'd be looking at for a tenant release obviously it's a movie we've all seen before it's 10 years old again not worried about spoilers but how many times would you guys say you have seen it and how recently was the last time you watched it
0: that's hard because I didn't see it in theaters I remember I bought it on DVD and I watched it probably like maybe like three or four times and then like I would periodically watch it like I don't know every once in a while maybe like once every two years, but I don't think I'd seen this movie in at least three or four years. And when I watched it, I actually was surprised how many things I didn't remember. So it, it was it was nice. It was fresh because I I kind of like beat it too many times or watched it a little too often that it didn't give me the same feeling. But I got that back this time when I watched it.
1: Yeah, I remember I did see it in theaters. And like the first time you watch it, you're just kind of like so amazed with what just happened. You obviously have no idea what what happened. But then you're like, I know I'm gonna watch this movie at least five times I think for me like the third time I watched it is when I finally started to understand it I think though I, I think I've seen it ten times like you Bob I got the DVD as well I think I've seen it at least ten times in my life and this time hadn't seen it in probably like two years and you remember like the the plot obviously and everything that's going on but if you just kind of you every time you watch it there's another layer that you like didn't catch the first time and it was just it was another like
2: fascinating watch for me I loved it yeah I would say I'm Probably somewhere in that ballpark as well, somewhere around ten times in my lifetime I've seen it, but it has been at least a year, if not two, since I'd most recently seen it. Um, I got
0: a question for you guys, actually, just because I was thinking about it just before we really get into the movie. Where would you rank this? Like, is this a top five, like top for ten, our preference? Yeah, like like your favorite movies, top. 25, top 30, where, where would you rank this for? I was, I was thinking about that when I was watching it because I think it's one of my all-time favorites, but I don't know where I would rank so it. So
1: for me, it's it's definitely my second favorite Christopher Nolan movie after The Dark Knight. Okay. But I think it probably like, it, like hovers around my 10th favorite movie.
0: I was going to say the exact same thing. I think it's, on any given day, it can be anywhere from 12 to 8, I think.
1: Yeah, because it, it's too convoluted, I think, to make like the top five. Like it's too, oh, not gimmicky, but it's just such a crazy new idea. But overall, like it's such, a, it's a great movie. Like just the movie itself, and Leonardo DiCaprio is probably my favorite actor, and he's just—I mean, he's great in this movie. And Tom Hardy, and Tom Hardy, are my two favorites. Yeah. So this, I love. And those movie. two together are awesome. Tom Hardy, like I forgot how like witty and like like he like the I jabs I he takes at Joseph yeah.
2: Gordon-Levitt. Like I thought he was super funny in this. Yeah, I don't know that it. I don't know that it. Could, I would say it cracks my top ten. It's not too far off. Maybe top fifteen is where I'd put it, if I'm. Talking, like, objectively what I think some of the most well-executed movies are on, like, a technical level, it's probably ranked higher than that, but if I'm just talking, like, my personal favorites, then... Like, to watch, yeah. I'd give it, like, a top 15, maybe not quite top 10, but, Ben, you kind of answered this already, but I guess I'll ask Bob, how many times do you think it took you until you felt like you had a firm grasp on the story, or do you feel like you don't still have one?
0: Uh... I, this time watching it, I think was the first time I watched it all the way through. I felt like I knew everything that was going on. Obviously, there's things when you look back, you're like, maybe that was a dream, maybe it wasn't. In particular, that entire chase scene in Mumbai, I think sometimes that plays like it could have actually been a dream. Yeah. But um, I feel like no, and like obviously the ending, you are supposed it's like up for interpretation whether he's dreaming or not. Still, but I don't know. I think watching it through this time actually was the best I understood it, and I felt like I knew... I was, I was, was. There was really no moments of confusion this time while I was watching it. My, my feelings on what was a dream and what was, and what was and what wasn't a dream were pretty solidified this time. Whether they're right or wrong, I don't know.
1: No, yeah, for me, you talked about it, like, about the ending. I just think... I love that he left it up for interpretation. I think that's, like, the coolest part of this movie. Like, if he... If that just totally stops, you're kind of, like, almost annoyed. You're like, oh, wait, I guess...
0: Have you heard the theory about that gives away that it is real? Why is that? Apparently, Christopher Nolan told Michael Caine that every time he's on screen, every time Michael Michael Caine is in a scene, that it's reality. It's oh, that's what
2: it is? I've heard yeah. that as well.
0: I don't know if that's true, but that's like something that's, yeah, it's been around the internet no. a little
1: bit. Yeah, I guess that's... I, I don't know if I like him even saying
2: that. I wish he would have just kept it to himself. So I don't
0: talking. think he's ever confirmed it. Oh, I think okay. that's just something That's that the theory. Is...
2: So on that note, a question I was going to ask, but I'll just give it to you now. Do you just generally speaking, not necessarily for this movie in particular, do you like it when a director creator leaves things open to interpretation or do you like when they have an answer for everything? For example, Christopher Nolan, pretty committed to just leaving this open to interpretation, whereas someone like Ryan Johnson I know, he has an answer for everything. It might not be explicit in the movie, but But if if you watch interviews with him, if you ask him a question, he has an answer to everything and he's willing to share it.
1: I just think when I was younger watching movies you get frustrated that you don't really know but I think now it's kind of cooler because it leads to more like discussion like I get into argument like with my brother like just it makes you talk about the movie more I think it's smarter when people when directors do that if it's a good movie
0: and they can pull it off I think it's amazing because yeah it is a little annoying where it happens like you said you talk about Ryan Johnson but if it's know. not a good movie, just answer the question. You know where it happens the most is, like, superhero movies, I feel like? Yeah. They're always, like, there's an Easter egg or something. something and this kind of always... plays
1: as a superhero movie. Obviously, they're not superheroes. Yeah,
0: but, but it, there's always an answer for something, and there's always, like, an Easter egg explaining something, and, like, things are always connected, and I like that it's up for interpretation, and you don't really know, and it's cool that, yeah, I didn't even realize until we started watching it that it's 10 years old at this point. Yeah, like I didn't it, either. It's kind of crazy, like. And it's ten years later, and you still really don't know. It's still up for interpretation. And why, if you've never seen Inception, it's like you still it's still just as good as it was back then. I think this movie holds up really well in that sense.
1: I think that's why like we're getting so excited for Tenet because you know it's going to be a movie you're going to have to watch four or five times, and you're not even going to understand it at that point.
2: Yeah, I think I think there's room for both. I didn't expect you to firmly land on one side or the other. I think. It depends on the movie. It depends on the intention of the director and everything like that.
0: What do you think about the special effects? Because they they really old, hold up, I think. Yeah, I, like I, the I was, fight
1: scenes where they're fighting in zero gravity. I thought it looked like really fine. well done.
0: Yeah. The only thing in particular, you know, when the um him and um what's her name? Juno are sitting in the uh, <laughs> they're sitting in the uh, market and everything blows yeah. up. I remember when I first saw that, I thought it was crazy, but that actually didn't look good. No,
1: yeah. That scene, though, is great, though. Just how, like, she's realizing she's in the dream. That's, like... Because people always knew you You don't really remember how you get to the dream, but, like, no one ever said it. And, like, when you watch it in a movie, you're like, oh, my God, it just so kind true. of blows your yeah. mind,
2: yeah. I think that the scene you're talking about, Bob, and I don't know if that's a Netflix thing. I mean, it might look better if we were watching it on a projector yeah. in IMAX today. It, we might think it held up better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one, the one thing that I... That sticks out like a sore thumb, not just in this movie, but in every movie that does it. But it, particularly in this movie, because I agree for the most part, everything holds up. Any time you do like a messing with gravity thing, where a wall and the floor have a ninety degree angle, and your characters walk from well, one oh, to that the was other, brutal. That was brutal. It's never yeah. looked good in no, any yeah. movie that's ever tried to do it. This one included. Can we please just never do that again? No, and I
1: love that. I loved the when you see the thing the town fly over that part's sweet but yeah the the, when him and juno walk
0: (laughs) when when that was flipping when the the street was flipping and folding over that i thought looked really good still yeah but like like the 90 degree walk and then the scene in the mark it was basically that whole scene is really where they push like the special effects on this movie and yeah they really should years old yeah i think it looks fine
1: yeah if they did it again like if you made this movie now i don't know how many changes you can make to make it look even I'd say just that hat. scene where they're where yeah. she's,
0: realized she's seen that because all that stuff happens in the Can same do that, scene. Yeah.
1: Isn't it? I love um, what, her name, Ellen Pompeo, Ellen Page, Page. am no. I thinking of <laughs> I don't June, know. okay, not know, no, but I love how her character is just designed to be you. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, What's going funny. on? How does this work? How does that work? And you she just, just ask her questions the entire.
0: Movie. I
1: think every line of dialogue she has is a question. Do you
0: know who um, whose dialogue annoys me the most in this movie? Probably Saito because I feel like. He has a lot of times where he's like he, he has a lot of moments where he's explaining what's happening in the movie or he's explaining like inception or something and his accent is so thick. thick yeah that's part of the reason the movies so goddamn confusing <laughs> because <laughs> he's explaining like major like parts of the story and you can't understand. you him.
1: bringing him up makes me think of what do you think is the biggest like nitpick? Is it how can I make movie? one call? How can he make one call to make Leo a free man, or well, is it... That's, that,
0: that's a good thing that it, it might be a dream, because, yeah, how the fuck does he make one call yeah. and his, his murder charges are dropped? I don't like,
1: get that. And my other thing... I get he's, like, the Jeff Bezos of this world, but I, I don't understand how he could do that. And my other big thing is, you know how the kick wakes you up, or you need that to be simultaneously? How is a car rolling down, like, the side of a hill, right? Not wake them up? Yeah, when they get in that car accident. That Those are the two, like, biggest things,
2: besides the movie itself, but... <laughs> So, I don't know that I'd call them nitpicks, but there's still a few questions that, I don't know if I answered my question earlier about how many times it took me to understand it. I don't know the number, but I, kind of like Bob this time, I felt like I had a pretty solid understanding, but notwithstanding a few questions that remain, and one of them has to do with the kick. In particular, how do you get both into and out of Lindo? Because I think it's a
1: little ambiguous. Because... When you die in limbo, though, that's when you come in back to your life. Why, like, why don't, why didn't or you do would you that just right away?
0: Kill yourself.
1: Yeah, that's.
2: I, and I know uh, there's going
1: into limbo. What is it? It, it, it seemed to me like that was the fifth level or the fourth level. I don't know.
2: The best explanation I can come up with is that limbo is one layer deeper than you're, quote unquote, allowed to go. So they had this serum that allowed them to go three layers yeah. deep, and if they went one layer deeper. That was Limbo. But maybe if you had a different serum that only let you go one layer deep, then if you went a layer deeper there, oh, that brings okay. you to Limbo. limbo. limbo I don't was know so if that's confusing true. to me because
1: just, like, how he... Like, how he just had to, like, kill himself to get out of it. I don't understand why you wouldn't just do that right away.
0: Yeah, why did... why did I get why Leo say,
1: and uh, Maul didn't because,
0: like, they were... They were living in it. Yeah,
2: they loved it, but...
0: Why did Saito not just...
2: Saito dies in... Whatever in, in all the layers of the dream, yeah. so he gets sent to limbo for a hundred and ninety. He he's, he looks like he's, he's four hundred years, years old. Yeah. He's so old. So, but yeah, like, if you can just kill yourself in limbo, and you can also do anything you want in limbo, seems like it'd be pretty easy to kill yourself.
1: Yeah, I get the point where at at one point you start to not realize like whether you're in limbo or if that's real life. But that would be my would first priority. On. You would know it early on. Like I I'd, I'd probably just be like I'd do a couple cool things. And then kill myself.
0: He was like waiting for Leo, though.
1: Yeah, like it was. I that's the part where I'm still confused. Is like Leo goes to limbo and he's like confused why he's there almost. Right? Is that yeah? Like so he, well, knows he has to.
2: My other my other big question, which also has to do with limbo, is that so they're all in limbo, or a bunch of them are to go find uh, Fisher, Ellen Page and Leo go down there and they find Maul down there. Fisher and Ellen Page leave. They, they kick back up to the surface or whatever. Leo stays to find Saito. But then, in the scene where Leo finds Saito 190 years later, he washes up on the shore sure, again, which yeah. for the rest of the movie has been how you enter Limbo. When you enter Limbo, you wash up on the beach. But he was, I Sorry, thought, there. already in Limbo, and then the next time they show That's him, why he's I didn't entering know, it was Limbo the fourth again. your
1: fifth level? I was so confused by that. So we, I guess when I said I understood it three times in, I lied because
2: yeah, it's, <laughs> it's tripping me out right now. Yeah, now no, I
0: feel the same
2: way. Uh, these are the only, like, I think the limbo stuff gets a little ambiguous or confusing. I feel like for the rest of the layers, for the rest of the time, I have a pretty solid understanding. I also had heard the Michael Kane theory that anytime he's on screen, it's real. Have you guys ever paid attention to his wedding ring before?
0: I've heard the wedding ring theory as well. That Give a, me this theory because I don't know. That's something that I focused off. on this time. Every time, I looked at it too. Every time his wedding ring is it's off, reality? it's reality because Ma dead. Yeah.
2: And it's pretty, if you watch it and you look for it, it's pretty explicit. The scenes that you think are dream scenes, he's wearing a ring. Yeah. And then the scenes where you think it's reality, he's not wearing it. Oh, that's super yeah cause so I, then I, I the really is, he's not wearing it at
1: the end uh, now I gotta go watch it again just to watch it oh he's not wearing it at the end yeah. oh, okay it, so
0: that's two things that are, also have never been point to it. Yeah. proven that like Michael Caine and the yeah. wedding ring but it also they uh, both happen at the end yeah. so it, I I, yeah. of, I think the end is he's a
1: little less ambiguous than yeah okay I guess I always just assume that too because you almost want him to be back with his kids you don't want yeah. him to be you it's, want so, the head, it's yeah. a sadder yeah. ending if he's obviously still in a dream but when when i rewatched it yeah that my favorite scene always changes i think when i watch this movie but this time it was like maul's suicide scene like how that scene is so gripping and it's like so sad and like when leo sees her jump it like i feel like she actually jumped it was so crazy and the
0: way the way that like he she
1: sets him up like yeah to just kill like, himself she, too. Was,
0: she was declared sane by three psychiatrists yeah or- she wrote all those letters and like basically did set him up. Like, yeah, it's gonna, you're done. I know.
1: Like, either kill yeah. yourself too or. Or find an Asian or, man who can make one call to. A- yeah.
2: <laughs> I just love that whole plot line and how they don't give it to you straight, they, they layer it throughout the movie. Yeah. It starts with you find out Leo's on the run because he's accused of killing his wife. And then one of my favorite exchanges is when he says to Ellen Page, thank you for what? For not asking if I did it, yeah. and then he just walked away. I was like, "That's pretty badass." Yeah, yeah. But that then, felt like
1: the, the writer, because the Chris Nolan write this? But yeah. yeah, he was probably like, "Oh, but well, that's a good line. That's a good line."
2: <laughs> I can't wait to watch Leo say that. Yeah, but then you have the the first kind of explanation of them in limbo, and how she had kind of lost touch with reality, and when she came back, she wasn't sure if she was actually back or not, and then finally you find out it's because. Leo spun the top, and that's how he learned that Inception yeah. is true because he tried to convince her that Limbo wasn't real, but then it took over her mind in the real world. The quote remember, real world, if we're assuming that is the real
1: world. I remember comprehending that the last time I watched. It. I was like, Oh my God, that's how he knows it's real. It took me so long to figure that out. And once you know that, it's like it's almost more sad that he is the reason she's dead. But so he feels so
2: guilty about that, and that's why she shows up and everything. But. So, uh, like I said, talking about Tenet, I mean, Christopher Nolan must, his mind must work just in a different way. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, The fact that he was able to, you know, write and direct this and make it come out the way it did is just like, ah, it blows my mind, dude. I don't know how one human being could come up with this.
1: And I think he started writing it in in like 2000, and it took him like 10 years to get this movie made. Think about how bad the graphics would have been in 2000. Like, this (laughs) movie could have been so shitty if it was made 10 years earlier. It just gets me excited for Tenet, though. I'm so yeah. Just talking about it, yeah, and watching that movie because I am excited to see a movie where I am going to be so confused. Because when you watch a really good movie, you're almost sad after it's done because you you know what happened and you, you never get to watch it a first time again. But like when you watch a movie like Inception or Tenet, you get to think about it and watch it like four times. Like and each watch is like a, a different movie. Through, yeah. yeah,
2: I really appreciate movies that reward rewatching watching yeah. Rewatching it. I mean, I'm guilty of rewatching just stupid popcorn movies, MCU movies, things that aren't nearly as layered or deep as something like Inception. I'm not opposed to just rewatching a movie just cuz I like it, but anytime you can rewatch a movie and get something new from it, especially, I mean I like I said I've watched this movie maybe 10 times and I still feel like I'm getting something out of it with every subsequent view. Oh yeah, that's
1: how I feel with like a lot of his obviously his movies reward all like all all of his movies are reward rewatching like we already said but i think the three movies that that are in my top 10 that i love so much and which is why he's one of my favorite directors is interstellar's up there i think i like interstellar even a little better than this movie and the dark knight and all those movies the dark knight isn't as layered you kind of know what happens that they take it at face value but interstellar is one where you kind of have to like watch that multiple times too
2: i still think even with the dark knight though like maybe the plot isn't as layered and, and convoluted, but there's still like themes yeah. that are kinda layered and subtle that you can kind of pull out from subsequent viewings. So yeah, I think uh we're officially a Christopher Nolan fan thing. cast. <laughs> yeah. Is that official now? I believe so,
1: yeah. I can't yeah, maybe we'll just go uh, watch this movie and sit six feet apart. We'll be the only three in the movie theater.
2: Maybe we'll just watch this movie every week. And <laughs> yeah, come just, back yeah. with our new thoughts on it.
0: The only thing I'm hoping for Ted is Cameo by Mark
1: Wahlberg. <laughs> 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 if Mark Wahlberg ever made an appearance in one of these movies. What city
0: does Tenet take place in? Because, like, Inception, is, they're in Paris that... for a good amount of it. Is there a chance Tenet's in Boston? Or
1: is Tenet like some futuristic world where it's not in.
0: I'm going to imagine know. that's uh, 2099 Boston.
1: 2099
0: Boston. Yeah. And obviously, Mark Wahlberg's alive, so. Yeah.
2: Mayor of Boston, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> Well, with all that being said, we very much appreciate you listening to this episode of the Big Movie Boys podcast. And remember, it's not time travel, it's inversion. We'll see you next time.